Hey guys, I'm Carrie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Bloom Podcast. And we are back together. Yes, after many, many weeks. Oh, it's so, it's been so long. It's so good to see your face, sister. I know. It's good to I see I miss it. you. I haven't seen you in. Uh, I know. Oh, it it's only like been a week. So <laughs> it's only we been. We saw each other last week. We went to that concert. Oh, I forgot. How do you forget that? I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about it. Oh, my goodness. It, feels, it does feel like it was a lifetime away, honestly, and it doesn't feel real. Like, like it all feels like a dream. I agree. Yeah, but um, why don't you update the pod on your life? Goodness. I feel like there's not much to update on. I've just been working a lot. I've been super busy, it seems, with a million different things. Um, Logan's tennis season is wrapping up and so we're almost out of that and things will calm down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I feel like I haven't had a lot of time for myself lately and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just not prioritizing that when I do have time, but I've been pretty overwhelmed lately. Oh, sister. I know. I've been like that. I know. I need to like take a chill pill or something because because I've been so anxious about so many things and so I just need to like relax like maybe take a bath or something yeah you should you should take a bath tonight since maybe. we're recording a little bit earlier than normal not really it's still yeah. eight o'clock <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great <laughs> um I can totally relate to the the anxious feelings, um, Mm -hmm. obviously for different reasons, but I've been really anxious this week as well, um, about a multitude of things. And it's just like, it just continues to like, start like to pile on top of each other. And it's, it can be very overwhelming. And I'm trying to like earlier, I caught myself in the kitchen right before we were about to record this. I went to get me some water And I was just taking like the deepest breaths in through my nose, out through my mouth. Like I had no, like it just, I just started doing it like on my own. (laughs) Like I I wasn't thinking like, oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed or anything like that. I just like started breathing like heavily and like more intentional. And I was like, okay, I guess I needed to calm down because uh, it was just really random, honestly. But dang, your body was like, okay. Let's relax. Yeah, let's let's breathe for a second. Let's not have a panic attack. Let's stop this now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely what was what was about to happen. And I don't. That's I really kind don't of know awesome, why. though, that that your body just did that naturally. I said you must be putting work in with like coping strategies or something for it to just like intuitively start Honestly, <laughs> deep breathing. No, like I'm I'm the absolute worst about coping strategies. Like my therapist will tell me all these things that I can do to like kind of get myself out of that whatever moment that I'm having. And I'm like the worst about actually doing it. Like I'll I'll listen to you and I will Google things that I can do, but I won't do them. (laughs) I'm the actual worst. So for me to like do that earlier, like it was just like kind of random, honestly, but um, do you have a favorite this week? Um, I don't recall if I've talked about this before. Um, I think I may have mentioned it in passing, but I don't think it's been my favorite. And so this week, my favorite is the pink stuff cleaning paste. I'm obsessed mm. with it. It's so good. Um, I primarily like to use it. We have a glass top stove and I like to use it on that to get all the gunk off after we've cooked something. Mm-hmm. And I I use it with um, the scrub daddy sponges mm-hmm. and it's just so good. You know, it's kind of gritty. It's more of a scrub than just like a, a paste. Mm-hmm. And so it really gets in there. Um, I will say if you do have a glass top, um, it's recommended to be careful using this on that because it can like scratch it if you're too rough with it. Right. I haven't had that issue, but our glass top isn't just like solid black or anything. It's kind of speckledy. And so it, I don't think we would really notice if it had um, 
scratched it honestly honestly um, i think i'd rather have scratches than have a dirty crusted yeah. dusted busted glass top you know yes so a funny story about our glass top stove so i had bought um i don't remember what the other brand was but i had bought a specific like oven like stove top cleaner and i pulled it out one day to use it and Logan's like, Courtney, you know that stuff is like really, really bad for you, right? And I was like, no. Is it a spray? And he was like, No, it's um, it's again kind of like a paste, but it's in a bottle, and you just like squirt it out on the stovetop. But Logan was is like, it this white? Is like, yes. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think I have it under my sink. <laughs> well, Logan said, I don't know how true it is, because um, I didn't look into it after that, but he was like, that is that stuff is so bad for you. Like, it's one of the worst, like, chemicals to inhale. And how did he know? Like, how did he learn about this? I don't know. He could have been pulling my leg or something. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, my gosh, no way. And he was like, yes. Is like, this you it? Not- oh, shoot. Oh, it went to the Walmart app. Anyways, um, continue talking. But he was like, it's so bad for you. And so I started looking for a better alternative. And that was how I stumbled upon the pink stuff because it's it states that it's a non-toxic cleaner. So I have seen some people kind of disputing that and saying it's still not the best, mm-hmm. but it's a lot better than the alternative in my opinion. And so I like it. It works really well. And I've been using it quite a lot especially with like spring cleaning and stuff because you can use it on a multitude of surfaces and I use it to clean my sink a lot of times um the stove top counters even um you can use it with tile all all kinds of stuff so I was trying to pull up this picture is this it yes oh no yeah, oh my gosh I've used that so much and it it works so well like I used to use there's another one that's in like a spray can and oh easy off have you ever used easy off no um it's like a foaming spray and I literally sprayed that all over it's I mean it is I know it's toxic I know it is because it's like the fumes from it you smell that and it's like yeah this is bad for me like definitely but I sprayed it. I saw it on TikTok and someone was like, spray it on your stove, like a thick layer, leave it for 24 hours. Oh and my I, God. And I did. And I did. And the next day you take a sponge or whatever you have, scrub daddy, and you like scrub it or whatever. And then it wipes off and it's perfectly clean. No way. Like all the crusted stuff on your stove. And then I would take that glass top thing that you just showed me and put that like on there again just to add extra shine and all that stuff so just toxins in this house straight up straight up carcinogens (laughs) yes that's terrible goodness i need to be better about that but i do too but it's so hard to find like safe and good like cleaning products products. yeah like safe but like they actually work like all of the stuff that I use on my countertops I think is clean but then Mm -hmm. that it defeats the purpose when I am spraying fumes and into my home yeah ridiculous okay well my favorite this week I know we talk about energy drinks a lot yes (laughs) we do and honestly I want to say I do not recommend anyone drink an energy drink. Okay. This is not something that I recommend. This is just a a way that I choose to um, sabotage myself, I guess. But the new Strawberry Dream Monster. mm, It's good. It is delish. Delish, honey. And I don't know of any other... Does does Celsius have a strawberry energy drink or no? They have strawberry guava and strawberry lemonade, but I don't think they have just plain strawberry. Right. And Alani New definitely doesn't. But my Lord, it is my new favorite energy drink. Um, Right behind that is probably the peach Alani New. Oh, wow. I love, I love the peach Alani New so much. It's so delicious. It's so scratchy. I still haven't tried it. I need to. It's good. I don't know if I like it or the or the peach monster more, but they're both good. I'm 
I'm a sucker for a peach. I just love him so I'm much. Too. All right. Have you been watching, reading? Listening? I've been watching. Um, I've been watching Big Brother a lot. Still. Um, which, yeah, I'm still still on the Big Brother thing. Um, and I'm really wanting to start reading again, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I feel that. I feel that so deeply, honestly. More than anything, though, um, and I won't I won't reveal too much about what I use because this will probably be a future favorite. But I've been doing my nails a lot, like mm-hmm. weekly, and it's been like a major hobby. I love having pretty nails. They look nope. they look really good. You do a great job with it, honestly. Thanks. Don't want to spend the money on going to a nail salon, so I bought a kit off Amazon. Like I said, I won't. I won't tell too much, but if you're interested, you can DM me. Otherwise, you'll have to wait until like maybe next week when it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the cost of one trip to the nail salon. So it's and well worth it. Yeah. I've done my nails like five times with it already. So I'm like, it's already paid for itself. Right. I need to learn how to do like the, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big gel nail fan. like. Gel nails just never, I don't know. I'm just not a big, a big fan of it. I'm more of a dip girl. I know I could do dip at home. I used to do dip at home. Yeah. But also and have you seen the nails? Like they're yes. already, you know what I'm talking about? And you put the glue on the back and you like press it onto your nail. Yes. It's like, and then it's they paint like, that gel yes. X or something. Yes. Because it's cured with a with a lot like normal gel polishes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen. I thought about doing that. It. I think that would be probably good for me. On well, I don't know because what if they pop off like in the middle of surgery? That would be tragic. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I do really like your nails. Um. Thanks. And I love having pretty nails too. See mine. I bought um. Oh, pretty. Yours kind of look like mine. Can you see mine? Well, you're frozen now, so no. Oh, yeah, we look the same. I just did. I actually just did clear gel polish with white chrome on top. Pretty. I I went in wanting just like a nude color, like something that was not very opaque so that my natural nail would just like show through. And then I wanted the white chrome on top. She did ombre. They're ombre. You can't really tell on camera, but they are ombre. They're pretty though. I like them. Yep. Okay. Um, I have not been watching anything, reading anything, listening to anything. Shocker. We should probably just take out that category altogether. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. One day we'll read again. So this week we are actually doing a kind of like a Q&A, but it's also kind of an advice episode because some of these are things we've pulled from questions um, that people ask when we ask for y'all to ask for advice. Um, And then some are from one that we pulled or one that we posted about a QA. and a So everything is anonymous, obviously, always. And obviously, Courtney and I are not professionals. We are not your therapist. Um, Courtney is our 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 occupations kind of make this a little bit more difficult sometimes mm-hmm. but um we would never give you medical advice or you know advice right. that you should be getting from someone else this is just our opinions on things just a little yes. disclaimer um take it or leave it if you don't like it leave it our but personal opinions not professional ones personal opinions not professional for sure so i guess we can just hop right on in the first one is oh deep deep like really deep uh and we actually have an entire episode on this but the first question that we got is how do you break up with a friend that does not necessarily see an issue in your relationship this one's hard this one is very hard. Um, and like I said, we've got an entire episode on friend breakups. Yes. If you want to reference that, because Courtney and I both have been through, um, I would say, like multiple friend breakups yeah. all at once, it seemed, honestly. Yeah. 
And one thing I'll say about that episode, and I think it's great, and whoever asked this question, I definitely recommend you listen to it. But we we talked a lot about kind of being on the receiving end of friend breakups. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we did. We weren't really the like person initiating the friend breakup. So I know this is from kind of the other side of things. Um, so I think it's good for us to to touch on it. Yeah, but um, honestly you know, sometimes friendships just blatantly end. There's like really no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to it ending. Um, and it that can be kind of like a mutual, um, not an agreement, but just like a mutual decision to just stop contact with that person. Um, right. But if someone is, like if your relationship with someone ever causes you any any hard feelings or, you know, there's a comparison game there or, anything like that, then obviously that's not a relationship that is going to, you know, flourish and not a relationship that you necessarily need in your life. So right. I actually earlier today, I've seen this quote or this video of um, Tyler Perry all over TikTok and Instagram, and it's been put out in several different ways. Like in one way, he's Medea, and then in the next way, he's himself. But it's basically like people come in, there are people that come into your life for, a, you've said this multiple times, yes. on people that come into your life for a reason um, and for a season and some for a lifetime and you have to decide where those people stand. So, and another, you know, a, a good example of the different people in your life is like the tree. There are different parts to a tree right Mm -hmm. and you can compare these to like people in your life so you have the leaves right and they're there and they look good and sometimes they provide shade but one burst of wind comes through and they're gone in a second okay so any any type of turmoil and they're and they're gone Um, these are not the people that you want in your life obviously Right. Uh, the second part would be the branches and they can be a little bit deceiving because they can also provide shade and structure and stuff like that. But the second you step out on that branch, it can break. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Courtney's up here <laughs> grinning. And so those are not necessarily the people that you want in your life either. Right. Because you have a ton of leaves on the tree. You have a ton of branches on the tree. But the people that you want in your life are going to be compared to the roots of a tree. So, mm-hmm. and you only really need like two or three people that are going to be your roots and they're not going anywhere and they provide life to the tree and they're, they make the tree more sturdy and, and they're know, there till that tree dies and they're there till that tree dies. So you, that's the kind of friend that you want. So if you don't, if you look at somebody and you say, you know, they're a leaf in my life or they're a branch in my life, then they definitely need to just go. If you can't sit there and say, honestly, that that person is going to be there until the end, no matter what. And, you know, if they're not going to support you and you support them thoroughly, then you need to just let them go. And honestly, sometimes just telling the person like this, this relationship is not this relationship is not doing anything to better me and it's Mm -hmm. causing more harm than good. And sometimes you have to be blunt about that. Sometimes it just, it just happens on its own and you can just kind of let it happen on its own. You know, at least that's my experience with it. Didn't mean to get all preachy. It happens. It happens. But no, I completely agree with everything that you've said. I think that it can be really hard to break up with a friend. um, But I think that even if you know it's time, even if they know it's time, I think it is important to have those conversations and still, you know, I think you can have that conversation with them without being just totally rude. Just saying, right. like, like Carrie said, like, hey, this relationship just really isn't, you know, good for me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a positive relationship for me or just being like, you know, hey, I think it. I think it might be best for us to, you know, maybe go our separate ways for a while, mm-hmm. you know. And that doesn't mean that you won't come back to that person later on. That that right. that never means that. Like I've had people 
in my life some of my friends whom I've lost all contact with and then it's like one event happens in their or my life and um they're back in my life and it was like no time passed which is also really nice but you have to understand that that's not always going to be the case like sometimes you just have to say goodbye and that will be the end um and that's okay so Mm -hmm. that was that one was a little bit deep (laughs) yes all right do you want to go on with the next one The next question is, how do you stop caring how others view you or what they think? And I love this question because this is something that I have struggled with, honestly, my whole entire life. I think we all have at some some point or another. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have just started, you know, just, I just don't care. Same. I really don't. don't, I really don't know how to like tell someone to stop caring other than to just stop you know not worrying about it because other people's opinion of you is honestly none of your business Mm -mm. and I tell people all the time um because you know I work in a field where if someone doesn't like working with me they don't have to and Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that they work with me if they don't like me and I always tell my clients you know, if you don't like me or you don't like working with me, please tell me you are not going to hurt my feelings at all because I don't like some of the people that I work with and I Mm -hmm. don't like some of the people that I meet. That's just the reality of life. We don't, we don't like every single person we come in contact with. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. And so if you don't like me, that's okay. I probably don't like you either. (laughs) (laughs) That's how, that's just how I look at things. No, I mean, seriously. It honestly, you know, it's the feelings probably mutual. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I try not to worry about what other people think of me and just kind of, you know, if they don't like me, that's on them. I'm okay with that. I'm- yeah. And you, you have to, at some point you have to sit down and be like, this is my life. I mm-hmm. need to live my life the way that I want to live it. I want to be unapologetic, unapologetically me. Like I don't want to ever have to conform to any anybody else's you know standards mm-hmm. or what they think that I should do or how they think that I should act or what they think I should say I want to I say exactly <laughs> like you can ask anybody in my family or my friends I'm very blunt like if somebody ask me a question I'm going to shoot you straight like there is no uh, doubt about that whatsoever I don't sugarcoat things ever And I used to, and I used to be very meek and, you know, very, you know, muted and oppressed, (laughs) but now (laughs) I'm just like, I mean, you ask me, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I, I just, that's something that I've had to learn, especially like how to deal with over the last year or so um you know with this podcast obviously this was a big leap of faith that Courtney and I took and then like I started posting TikTok videos and just acting like my normal self and just really don't care what anyone thinks because if I'm gonna do something and it's gonna make me happy then that's that's all that matters truly so Mm -hmm. and I and I can totally say I understand the anxiety that comes from trying to like please everybody be a people pleaser and you know worrying about what people think I get that I I still have that like I still have anxiety about what people think of me or you know things decisions that I make or anything like that I really do have that anxiety but I have to tell myself this is my life life is too short yes to be anybody but myself and do the things that I want to do so I just just do it mm-hmm. and I don't care and if you don't like it get to stepping mm-hmm. I completely this, agree <laughs> for sure okay this one's this one's hard too gosh y'all yes. ask some crazy things how do you help someone you love have a good relationship with food wow this one's hard too and I think it's so important if you recognize someone you love 
does not have a good relationship with food, has what appears to be unhealthy eating habits. Even if you don't feel like it's your place, it is your place as someone who loves them to point that out to them and just let them know that it's coming from a place of love and care for them and their well-being. And you can just be straight up with people about things like this, whether it's, you know, a unhealthy relationship with food or someone's mental health. I think mm-hmm. just being super upfront and honest and just saying, Hey, I, I just want you to know that I love you and I care about you. And, you know, I have noticed that your eating habits just don't seem to be super healthy or that you, you know, maybe are doing this, you know, I just want to know, is there anything I can do to help you? Is this something that you're struggling with? How can I help? You know, how can I be supportive of you? Mm-hmm. You know. Isn't that what they recommend? Like that's the best way to approach things like that, whether that, yes, I know that we're kind of even with like in yeah. mental health along with it, but it really, both of it whether you have, mental, whether yeah. you have a relationship with food that is bad because you eat too much, that is also a bad relationship with food or, mm-hmm. you know, you have these eating habits where you're not eating enough or doing, you know, bad habits. I um, think just I, like with like, um, trigger of course we'll put trigger warnings on this but um like suicide and self-harm it's always recommended to just be upfront and ask people right because don't beat around the bush about it because all of these things are very very serious issues and so you don't want to be vague when you're asking about it and be like oh are you hungry you know like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just be upfront and ask the questions that you want answers to you know yeah for sure I agree. Um, I think, I I think that I've heard that somewhere before, like, Mm -hmm. especially with the mental health thing. Like if you, if you have any kind of inkling that someone might harm themselves or is thinking about that, or, you know, if you're you're worried about any aspect of that, then it's just best to point like flat out ask. Yeah. And, um, I think that's like scientifically proven. I don't yes, I really is. don't know. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard that from like doctors and. Yeah. Yes, it and is. Like yeah. It is recommended to just ask like straight up any of those questions. Um, it's also proven that asking that question is not going to make someone more likely to do those things. You know, right. it's best to, to be straightforward and ask and not be vague. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree. 100%. And also I think when you're, when you straight up, like when you're straight up with someone and just ask those questions, I think it also lets them know how serious you are about, you know, wanting what's best for them and helping them. And they know you're not just like being goofy, you know, they know you're serious when you, when you are, when you approach it that way. I agree completely. Going into the next question, what do you wish you would have known as an upcoming college graduate? Number one thing for me is I'm not on anyone's timeline, but my own. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Carrie and I have both graduated college twice. Yes. So my first go round, probably it's okay to still not have it all figured out. Yes. I agree because with that. I put a lot of pressure on myself, like towards the end, like, oh, I have to have my exact plan. Like I have to know exactly what's going on. Um, so like if I would have just given myself a little bit of grace and said like, okay, it's okay to not have it figured, like all figured out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If the first job you accept out of college doesn't work out for you, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. then the second go round would just be, it's okay to not have a job right out of college. Yeah. You know, I got, I got hired at a job pretty, I mean, less than a month after graduating, but the anxiety that I felt because I did not have a job when I graduated, when so many of my classmates did, Mm -hmm. which it was hard because I went to, I got my master's at UAB. And so I was in Birmingham. Yes. (laughs) I was in Birmingham for school, but I wasn't looking for jobs in Birmingham. Right. And so that made things kind of difficult for me, but I wish I would have given myself some grace there too, because I put so much pressure on myself to like have a job when I graduated and it didn't happen. And I was just Mm -hmm. like ball of nerves. 
What about you? Yeah. I think just the whole timeline thing, like, um, I work, obviously I'm a physician assistant or a physician associate is the new technical term for it, but I'm a PA and I wish I would have known then what I know now about the whole process of becoming a PA. Um, and I'm going to call out some, some people that I work with. Uh, we have a lot of medical assistants that come through our office to work, to get experience so that they can go to PA school, um, medical school, PT school, all of the things like they all come through. And we have a ton of turnover for that reason, because they're all going to professional school at some point, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have a couple of people or I've had a few people in the past, since I've been there for the last three years that have asked me to write them recommendation letters or, and, and, you know, they get, they either get waitlisted for PA school or they don't get in and they're so upset about it. And they're like, I just don't know, like, this isn't fair. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, listen, you have applied one time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to take multiple times. If you really want to do something, you know, you're going to get some no's sometimes. And that's okay. Like I took three years off. I graduated from, from undergrad and I was, I was out of school for three years before I went back to PA school. Like it, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time and knowing, like knowing now what I know, like I was so young, I was 22 years old. I can't imagine like if I would have went to PA school immediately after, and I would have graduated from PA school, I'd have been like 25. Right. A practicing PA. Yeah, that is scary. That's kind of scary. I mean, not really because of the schooling would have been there. The training would have been there. But like, I was still so young. I'm a completely different person mm-hmm. now, you know? Yeah. And like, who's I to say that. in that three years that I had to wait, that waiting period, I didn't change my mind about what I wanted to be, you know, mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But yeah, just the timing thing, like just knowing that you're on your own timeline and you don't have to compare, you know, your your journey to other people's journey like if you're mm-hmm. um you the job will come you just have to be patient and wait and enjoy the time that you have like if if that's what you're concerned about not having a job immediately out of school or not having a graduate program to go into enjoy the time that you have because that you have the rest of your life to work right you literally have so like you will be working for the rest of your life not the rest but you know, the majority of your life, like take the time and just be you, honestly. But I've been in, I've been in several different, um, programs. Well, I guess three. So undergrad for social work. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I think I've mentioned that I started my master's in elementary education before I got my master's in social work. (laughs) Um, so I had a lot of, a lot of school experience and there are always people from every different like walk of life, like there are older adults in a lot of my classes or have mm-hmm. been, there are people my age, there are people all in between. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I love about college is that like, it doesn't matter what your timeline looks like. It's always okay to go to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say this too. This is kind of a little bit off the of subject, but um, out of when I graduated from, from undergrad, and this is going to make me sound so privileged and it, and it, it's not even like that because uh, I'll just say this. Okay. I never had a job in high school. I never had a job in high school. I played sports. Now could I have had a job? There were people that I played sports with that did have a job. Hey, Archie, are you going to say something for the pod? Um, I never had a job in high school. I did not have a job in college. And that's not because my parents were giving me all this money. Mm-hmm. It's because we were so poor. I got that grant money and my school <laughs> was paid for. So that's how I paid for a living. And that is one thing that I do regret. I wish I would have had a job in college, but saying all that to say this, my first job out of, out of undergrad was for me to get experience so that I could start applying to PA school. I got fired from that job <laughs> straight up, straight up got fired. And that's okay too. <laughs> um, that, that whole situation was kind of, um, 
a shit show honestly like that's a story I, time that's a that's a we'll have to do like a whole story time yeah we'll do a whole story time on that one that was honestly a traumatic experience for me but it worked out way better in my favor but um yeah right. so just because you get a job out of out of college don't mean that gonna be your forever job not that I thought it was but like that job I literally was in that job for like a month and like I'm fired <laughs> And if you know me, like, that's just not, that doesn't even make any sense, honestly, because every job I've had since then, everyone's like, you're such a hard worker, you're, you know, whatever. And like, I just think that we were, (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. I guess we were just, I was not compatible for the job. Right. Sorry if y'all can hear all kinds of weird sound effects. Archie has been... Like pawing it, he's acting like a lunatic, and he need to get on. He just wants to be heard, (laughs) I guess. Something like that. All right, next question: What did you not expect about becoming podcasters? Okay, number one thing that I did not expect was for us to have so many listeners in other countries. (laughs) Like that was no every single time, like. We look like, let's see if I can pull up. Yeah, I haven't we looked at are, it in a while. Goodness. I mean, I couldn't, it would take me a long time to count, but we are in countries that I've never even heard of before. It's so insane. The majority I, of our listeners are here in US and then followed by Canada, UK, and Australia. Only 90% of our audience is from the US. And I know that sounds that's like a lot. Drastically, but to know though. that 10% is from other countries is crazy. Holy moly, dude. It is like insane how many countries are on here. I bet we're in all 50 states now. Oh, yeah. That I'll have to count that later. Earlier. Um. Yeah, that is insane. That that is crazy. I just, I think it's so crazy how the world works and like how you can find something on social media and you be in a completely different part of the world and then um, listen to our episodes. It's just like Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. That that is, um, yeah, that's something that I didn't expect at all. Uh, What was the question again? What is something we didn't expect about being becoming podcasters? Oh, hmm. I would just say, honestly, like the support I didn't expect. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that we don't have good family and good friends and they're not supportive of us, but like just people that you wouldn't expect that you know becoming such big fans of the podcast and um, just like really supporting you in that way and like never missing an episode even though like it's not necessarily something that they can relate to like that just stuff like that that means the world honestly um and it's it's a lot harder than I thought it would be but also it's like one of the most rewarding things for me to just talk to you and you know Mm -hmm. I feel like we have some good good conversations on on here I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Is it my turn to ask a question or is it yours? Oh, no, it's my turn to ask. Okay. What's the best advice you have been given in 2023 so far? Snap. Crackle pop. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that anybody has just like given me advice. I have been given a ton (laughs) because I've been in therapy. But, um, probably I, I will say I did get a tidbit of like, I saw this on social media and like someone said this to me the other day and this like really, it's not just like advice. It's a quote, but Mm -hmm. I was like, oh wow. Like that is so eye opening. So it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Amen. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true because I can't tell you how many times I do the same thing and just expect, you know, something's going to change. I mean, just like my daily routine, I do the same thing every day and then wonder why I'm not making more money or not happier or not less anxious, you know, and it's because I'm doing the same thing. Like something's exactly. got to change. Right. Um, not that I'm unhappy or yeah, 
y'all know I'm anxious person. So, you know, of course I'm going to continue to be anxious every single day if I'm not doing anything to stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I probably the best advice that I have gotten so far this year, and this kind of goes along with what I was talking about earlier with the whole tree thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this on one of my TikToks and it really, it really put things into perspective for me and helped me to see things a little bit differently. Um, my therapist, I was talking to her one day about, you know, the things that are going on in my life or whatever. And I was telling her that, you know, I was so worried about certain relationships and how they were ultimately going to have to end or whatever. Mm -hmm. And with certain people in my life and she compared, um, it to a concert hall. And I know I'm doing a lot of comparison and stuff like that. And like, I've got all these representations of different things, but she said, basically, essentially the stage is me, right? Like that Mm -hmm. is me. And you have people in your orchestra, you have people in your regular seating, and then you have people on in your balcony. And that the people that are in your orchestra are going to be the people that are closest to you, the people that are always going to be in your life forever and ever and ever. The people that are in your, the audience, um, in your, I think she called it ground seating or whatever she said. They are people that are in your life, you know, regularly and everything like that, but they're not necessarily the people that are closest to you. Like they know you and, you know, you interact with them, but they're not, they don't know your deepest, darkest secrets and all that stuff. And then there are people in your balcony who are basically just spectators and they, they see your life and they watch you live your life, but they have no input into your life and they have no they add no value to your life. They don't talk to you, all that thing, all the things. And she was basically just telling me, I have to decide where those people fall, where people in my life fall. And sometimes you have to move people to different parts of, you know, your, your um, concert hall, right? Mm-hmm. So people that are in your or- or- orchestra, this can kind of go along with like the friend thing right now. Um, sometimes they have to be moved to the balcony and that's okay. Like that, that, that doesn't mean that, um, you care any less about that person. It just means that they don't have a safe or they don't have a space, um, to be closest to you. And I told her, I was like, but what if you want to just kick them out of the concert hall altogether? (laughs) She was like, well, I mean, that is certainly something that you could do, but, um, her, you know, talking with her she gives me advice all the time like I worry about what people think like we were talking about earlier and I worry about the outcomes of things and she she basically just you know tries to make sure that I know that I don't have to have certain people in my life forever and I don't have to defend myself in any way like my narrative like everything that happens to me in my life is like my perspective of things and other people are going to have their own perspective of things and you're always going to be the enemy in someone's story but that doesn't have to like make you lose sleep at night you know what I mean right yeah but I could go on and on about the things that me and her talk about honestly because she's just like She's amazing. But I want to say, I want to say this, um, same, same little concept as you, like how you, um, read a quote about something. This quote for me has like been life changing and it's when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And that I will take to my grave. Mm Mm-hmm. 110%. All right. So last but not least, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Is it me? I think so. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. So this person said, what is the best part of marriage? I'll let you start. Um, 
That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess just, I mean, my favorite thing because I'm an anxious person is like always having someone there and I get really anxious when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And so like having someone there and I mean, it's a bonus that Logan's my best friend. So mm. I just like, you know, being around him, having him there and he's always so goofy and stuff. So, you know, just having a best friend that you get to spend like all day, every day with. Yeah. Um, I would have to agree. And I talked to Courtney about this earlier because I didn't know if I wanted to share this yet, but I've shared it with the majority of the people that are closest to me in my life. Uh, if you don't know, I am getting a divorce. Unfortunately, it has been, you know, this process has been going on for the past three months. It feels like it's been a lifetime, honestly, but, um, I would say the same thing. The best part of marriage for me was always having somebody at your house (laughs) when you come home, (laughs) you know, you come home to somebody and, um, it's, it really is lonely and I'm gonna, I'm trying not to tear up at all, but it can be really lonely, like yeah, coming home every single day. And I do have dogs, so that makes it a little <laughs> bit easier. But that was always like the best part of marriage for me. And like I have a lot of social anxiety, so mm-hmm. I would a lot of times feel like I didn't want to go hang out with people. Like they would ask me to go hang out and I wouldn't want to go um, just because I didn't want to be around anybody, but it was never like, I never not wanted to be around my partner. So um, because he was my best friend and God, this is getting a little bit too intense, (laughs) but (laughs) Um, to wrap that up, if you didn't know, I am getting a divorce. Unfortunately, it is very sad. Um, I am doing a lot better now, though. So if you're worried about my overall well-being, then don't, please don't, because I actually <laughs> am much better than what this podcast episode is um, portraying right now. But if you would have asked me that three months ago, I was not in a good place at all. And I was I would cry at the drop of a hat. But now I'm doing better. Right. But the definitely the best part of marriage for me was just having somebody at your house when you got home and you know being able to depend on that person for you know whatever you needed them for whether that be you know if you just like if you didn't want to go anywhere and you wanted to stay somewhere and you wanted to stay with your best friend obviously that's a bonus but um yeah that was that was my favorite part of marriage from the short time that I was married (laughs) I mean it wasn't short six years is not a not a short amount of time but Um, not at all yeah but I think that pretty much wraps up for yes. me <laughs> uh, you know, but, we got got a little heavy here on y'all but um, I know and know, honestly this, like go ahead I, I was just gonna say you know I know Carrie has kind of been going through this behind the scenes and everything um y'all would be so incredibly proud of her um if if you like actually knew her day to day, you would be you would be so just proud of of her. But you know, this podcast is a big part of our life, and I know a lot of things we we keep private. Um, but I think it's important when we get to a point where we're able to share some of these things that we do because I know there's someone out there who's going to listen to this who is going through you know, maybe the same thing right now. And so right. I think that's why, you know, all in our own time, but yeah, exactly. We do like to share these more vulnerable moments when we're ready because, right. you know, we want to help people. We want people to know that they're not alone. Right. Right. And I never, honestly, I never thought that I would get to a point where I would want to share it, but I finally made it there. And I know like you're probably thinking three months is not that long to get there, but it really like it has been a whirlwind. And in the beginning, I was I could not talk about it. Like I couldn't even tell my own mother. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I 
I couldn't say it to her face. I had to, like, I was sitting in the same room with her and I had to send it <laughs> a text and Courtney was there for that. But now like I'm, I'm to the point where, you know, I'm telling, I obviously the people closest to me knew and, um, then I would share it. I've shared it with more people that I see on a day-to-day basis. So it is hard and I would not wish this on anyone, but, um, I'm doing better and I know mm-hmm. I will continue to get better. Um, thank you to my therapist shout out. You're the best. And yeah, <laughs> I think, I think that's all. Um, I do want to say like, it is okay to be vulnerable. And like Courtney said, and I, it all should happen on your own time. Like I've mm-hmm. kind of felt the pull lately that I needed to share it with, you know, the, the world <laughs> of bloom. And, um, I hope, hopefully it's received well and hopefully it helps somebody out there. Cause that's all I want. Yes. Just one person, just one person to hear it and know that, you know, you're not alone. And right. if you, you know, want to ask me anything you can, um, and we can just be besties and go through it together if you're going through it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I think that wraps up this episode. Honestly, we only answered about, what, seven or eight questions. Yes. But honestly, this episode's already going to be super long. So, <laughs> If you have any questions, though, for a future episode, feel free to send them um, or any requests for episodes that you would like to hear. Please, please send us your suggestions. Yes, please do. And thank you guys so much for the support. Yes. Um, Courtney and I are back now. We have a schedule in place. (laughs) And we will be putting out episodes regularly every Monday morning. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this. And I think that's all that we have to talk about. I agree. Okay. So I guess we will see you guys next week. And Mm -hmm. we love you so, 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 so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.